we have a big anniversary to discuss. <laughs> now, I think of all the people that have been married, divorced, married, whatever. Married. The most interesting relationship out there, even though it's just kind of, I mean, it's not like it's, it, it's just kind of there and everybody know, has known about it forever. The most interesting one is yours. I like at the ticket. Yeah, okay. no doubt. It is wanna, yours. Don't want to get crazy there. No, it is yours because A, you now have been married for 25 years and you've been married to really your first girlfriend. That's true, Corby. That's quite true. First off, congratulations on 25 years. Hey, huh? thank you. Hey, is that so today? Today. Today is your 25th anniversary. Yes. Oh, man. Did you have to get something special? Yeah. Well, we wanted to take a nice special trip. Oh, where'd you go? Well, we went to Paris for the week. <laughs> no, I, it's 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 a weird time for everyone, and I'm not here to, you know, try to one-up uh, the poor kids with their senior year in college or high school and all the things that got trashed by COVID this year. But, uh, yeah, we were... We were going to go do it upright with a 25th anniversary trip like uh, you certainly should, I assume. If you, if, uh, you save some money over 25 years, take her someplace you guys have never been and have a great time. Did and, you have anything planned or did this thing uh, hit and it kind of waylaid yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to do something, but, but it might be uh, year 26 or you know something like that. It might have to be next summer. That's okay. So we'll, how, we'll get her done. How old were you when you actually met her? Met I think five. There's a there's a picture there's a picture that exists where we're in the same photo and we're both like kindergartners. But uh, I won't fool you into thinking she had any time for me for uh, several years after that. Uh, first of all, I didn't wasn't really into girls when I was five. Took, yeah, I know. took me a couple years sure. to care more about that than like being a Jedi Knight, right? Uh, and then by the time I started thinking girls are pretty cool. She uh, she was in a different class. She was in a different league, I should say. And she was dating like the bad guy from the Karate Kid. She she was she was able T top uh, or I rock or whatever. She ran our little private school uh, at the social level. It felt like from like seventh grade, and uh, by the time by the time, and we were in the same class, and 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 yes, I. I this is where it really gets weird. So we had a graduating class of eight. And was it about the same eight from when you were five years old? No. In first grade through? No, not at all. Uh, in fact, uh, from first grade to sixth grade, it was me and Sandy Turbyfill. That's, that's it? Sandy Turbyfill moved away. <laughs> And uh, a couple other kids moved in in seventh grade. So I went to a very Wait, small private school. You went to a school with two people? Well, no. In, in our class, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Is Sandy Tuberfill a male or female? Turbyfill. I'm looking her, him or her up. Uh, it's a girl. Two people? Like in second grade, yeah. There were two. Well, I mean, you know, it was a big room with other grades. It, I, Wait a minute. There you are other grades in there? You don't want to get lost in the weeds <laughs> this sounds of, like my, Danny and, of my ridiculous school. Danny that, and the livestock that were in his <laughs> class. My school uh, in all had, I think, 105 people in it. And the high school had like 41 or 42 or something like that. It was tiny, obviously, and it's now defunct. And my wife's university, uh, before she joined me, 
uh, also went defunct. And I have to think of people who are... Her university? Uh, her college. The little college she went to first up in Minnesota. It uh, doesn't exist? It, no. The, her, there's no trace of any of her schools anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her uh, her high school and her college both uh, no longer exist, which is a rarity, I think. Wow. Yeah. So she joined me uh, in college, but yeah, we started dating as juniors in high school. She dumped me because um, I didn't have a driver's license. How'd that so, hit you? Oh, dude, I was wrecked. Wrecked. Because. Yeah. She was uh, my first kiss for sure. Uh, I had held hands before, but she was my first kiss. And uh, she uh, was it Sandy Phil that you held hands with? No, Sandy was gone before oh. we were like twelve. But you don't forget the only other person in your class for six <laughs> years. Uh, so Sally rolled in in, in seventh grade, and, and and she had much of brothers and sisters also in the school. She was the youngest girl. And so everybody, oh, Sally's coming to school next year. Okay, this is big. And uh, like I said, she had no time for me because I was a really big nerd. If you think I'm a nerd now, much, much bigger nerd back then. And uh, I don't think the pictures say that, Bob. Mm-mm. I think it. I think they do. In fact, you know what? Let me release the wedding photo here uh, on the Twitter. Because, uh, yeah, we started dating in... <laughs> Wow, you guys are going to love this photo. We started dating in, I think, 1989. She dumped me, and uh, then uh, we got back together uh, on the next year, the next fall for the senior year, and uh, we've been together ever since. And uh, there at the Twitter account, at SportsSturm, you may see what we looked at like 25 years ago today. Wow. <laughs> you like my hair. Man, that's pretty. You were hanging nice, on. Nice. I mean, yeah, I'm 22, and you can already see that my hair is losing the battle. Uh, is, true or false, she was the only other girl in your graduating class? Yeah, I forgot to get to that. So, yeah, graduating class of eight, seven dudes, and, and her. Now, was there any. So she was homecoming queen. Yeah. <laughs> Landslide. <laughs> All nervous before the votes come in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Were you not yeah. king? No, I wasn't. Oh, no. Her, uh, her old boyfriend was. Oh, no. Oh, the guy with the IROC? The IROC guy. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. The guy was a black belt? Uh, I'll kill you, Sturm. <laughs> no, he was a dominant athlete. He was great at that level. I was just uh, like his uh, Pippin, but he was Jordan. And uh, he dated her, I think, for like a year and a half, and and then. Uh, but then you stole him. Uh, stole and her then from I, him. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I rolled in uh, in the fourth quarter, and and uh, yeah, she were married. Now, who did he hook up with? Have you kept up with him through the years? I've kept up, but it's been a it's been a while since uh, we've we've touched base. But uh, yeah, he he went off the reservation for for his misses. What's his name? Is it Dane? His name's <laughs> Roger. And I think he lives down in Houston now. Okay. Yeah, good dude. Okay. No. 25 years. So you guys waited because your parents, when they had you, they were like 20. Uh, when they had my sister, 19 and 18. Wow. Yeah. They got married right after my mom turned 18. So you guys waited for a while. To get based out of on, college. Okay, but I'm ba- to have kids based on... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were your parents uh, going, wait, now, Bab... How did you ask her to marry you? Was it on the train tracks? It was a valid picture. No, no. Uh, so, so we were at my. Did be- you steal Dane's IROC? <laughs> we were at my beaten uh, apartment in college, and I think it was, I think it was a Valentine's Day thing. Like every corny 
mm-hmm. Valentine's dude uh, tries to. How did you have money to buy? I don't understand how people have money to buy rings when they're twenty-one. Uh yeah. I mean, you you work and you buy her a cheap ring, right? Does she still have that? Does she wear that one? She lost it, and I okay. bought. I had to buy her another one before we got okay. married. So if you think, uh, if you think I didn't have enough money for one ring, uh, imagine my failed smile when she tells me she lost it, and I have to, you know, I mean, she didn't say I have to, but I knew. This is my girl. I got to get her another ring. Mm-hmm. Did she lose it or did she, air quote, mm-hmm. lose it? Like, uh, no, she oh, was. No. She oh, no. Oh, dear. Rock's down coming. the sink. Take it off. She was helping her dad uh, <laughs> uh, fix fix her car, which I assume means almost nothing but watching her dad fix her car. But uh, apparently, yeah, I took the ring off so not to get it oily and never found it again. Just put it in the put it in the motor yeah yeah and so uh she joined me she joined me down in uh virginia for school and uh she was a year behind then because a lot of her credits from the school that uh was abolished uh, didn't transfer believe it or not and so my plan was always to pretty much follow my parents advice on events like wait till you get out of school to get married right and so, yeah, uh, we were, I guess I was 22, about to be 23. She was uh, 23, and uh, we got married after she graduated in 95 and then didn't have kids till 02. That's good. Yeah, let's wait till 30. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to do it. Right. I uh, Can you imagine being married at 22 or 3? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> or 44. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> No, it's not interesting. Yeah. It, Can you Okay, think about it this way. Think about your daughter right now who is I, I don't want to. Close to that age. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, See, that's the thing. That's the one the one downside to meeting your wife at an early age is all the stories that you try to tell your kid that you will never meet your soulmate, you know, and seventh grade oh, god doesn't quite you're screwed yeah they I'm, don't they don't believe anything we say because i've never known anybody you know i've never really been i guess i've been on a couple dates or whatever but just it's always been sally it's always been uh sally so i i would be a uh i would be a mess without her i absolutely uh believe in the soulmate thing i i assume um you know, we'll be one of those goofy old couples. Uh, no, she's absolutely the best. I'm, I'm quite lucky, and I'm married up, and all those things. You know, it's, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's my only reality. So I guess it's not weird to me. Because I had that talk with my kid when he was in seventh grade, like uh, with this girl, and he's like, "Oh, uh, dad, you know, she's the best." And I'm like, you, "You, no, no, this, you will not. You'll yes. barely remember this girl's no, name. Exactly. I mean, barely, if you will at all. No." No. Like all the nights going to bed, punching the pillow, <laughs> thinking of some girl's face, and now you can't even get a, you can't even think of their name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably why. And, but for you, you can't say that. It's probably why I have no use for like Facebook. Like I don't want to see what that girl from high school looks like. I live with her. You know, I mean, there's, well, there's a, only there's one that only, you went to school with. There's yeah. only one. You have no, to go back. Uh, you know, it's 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 wild. The the regret I have from this particular day, besides my hair. And uh, besides uh, my high body fat percentage at the time, probably, is I cheaped out on the limo. Uh-oh. So we got the, uh, you know, paying for the honeymoon, the two rings. I'm making no money. I'm making uh, 13 6 on my first radio gig. 
And so I saw the price of a limo, and I'm like, you know what? Let's wash up my car. And, you oh, know, no. And it was a really beaten pon- uh, Plymouth Sun. Plymouth Sundance? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, the, the little boxy silver one. And the photos look like I cheaped out. You know? Yeah, but like, you took photos in front of your car? Well, when you're driving away, you know? Did you have cans no, not with a, strings on the not back? Not in front of, of the car, but when you're like driving away, uh, yeah, and the <laughs> cans are on and everybody's throwing rice at you. And I got the most cheapskate car ever. And I, you know, that. What was it? A hundred bucks right. or a hundred and fifty at the time? Like, get the limo, you moron! Where was this wedding? Uh at a church. Yeah, like in what? Madison. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's go up. Okay. And then we uh, went to Cancun for the for the big. Did you have, really? Did you yeah. have a party afterwards? Yeah. Like but big... was there an open bar? No. <laughs> was there, you know, a, a DJ? No, no. Uh, the the parents were still running things at the time, and uh, that's the tough part about getting married at that age. We were pretty mm-hmm. beaten down with fifty, you know, different family pictures, and the you know it goes on forever because, well, she's got a big family, guys, and uh, it took a while. But you know, it's it's crazy. Life goes fast, man. Because oh. there's nothing that sounds older than like a twenty fifth wedding anniversary that's for people that are really old our limo scene was you know you get the rice thrown at you as you're running out of the place or whatever and we were going to go from the it was from the reception to this bar actually the the um the stonely i think is where we were all going to go yeah and um and so we all run ah rice ah, crazy you know and you get in the limo and i open the door and there's one of my friends from high school sitting there with a beer and he's like <laughs> and he goes i'm riding with y'all <laughs> and i was like all right i don't care that's awesome <laughs> alan stein that's great well, well congratulations congrats bob thank 25 you. years thank you well, hey you guys want to bet real quick we'll go get a burger tonight longest married couple on record of all time how many years hundred and five that's got to be way high. 85. Bob Can wins. He, 84 years. They that's, died a, that's it? How married? I mean, if you got older. Not their ages. If you got if yeah. you got married at 15. I was thinking there's like some, you know, couple that got married at 12 that made it to 115. So no. only 60 years to go. These two died at 105. 84 years, the record. Bob, you can do this. Yeah, that should be your new goal. 60 to go. Yep. All right. The ticket. Get Get ready ready for an all-new Hardline segment. It's time to step into the The Snake snake Pit. And now, with something completely over the top, the host and star of the Snake Pit, Snake. Thank you. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you. Man, that open is insane. Thank Thank you as well. Good P1s. Okay, so I've been sitting on this now for the last week and a half. I've been waiting for uh, my uh, radio buddy and buddies, for that matter, to go check this out. But I do realize that one of our radio buddies is kind of hamstrung with a tiny human. With a ham. Yeah. It's hard to do. It is. It's not on my TV. But I've been waiting for you to go see A Quiet Place 2, which debuted yes. a week and a half ago. Uh, I was on vacation, and the what, Saturday, I think, of the debut week, I took the family, got in the, uh, got in the minivan, and away we went. 
to the long, theater. You've long been accused of having a stake in this movie, stake. but it's actually John Krasinski stake. who does. Well, I, see, right when you started working on the show, I told you that, hey, we're a month away from A Quiet Place 2 opening. Right. So let's go back to 2020, and you hadn't seen the first one. You pressed me against the wall. I'm like, you need to see this because we're probably going to screen this. For a big uh, Alamo Draft House thing. So right. once you see the first one, then we'll go see the second one, blah, blah, blah. So you're like, okay, cool. So you saw the first one, and then the pandemic hit. That's right. And then it was just a waiting game for that movie and a lot of other movies to be released. So this thing has been in the can ready to be dumped out to the American public mm-hmm. or the worldwide public for... Six years? Uh, you know, that's, that's got to be really weird for Krasinski, knowing that he probably finished this completely in October of 2019, maybe before that. It may have been the summer of 2019, and he's almost had to wait two years to put this thing out. But yeah, I did not. I was not one of the original. I got to go see A a Quiet Place when it came out in the theater, but the word of mouth got me uh, headed in that direction, and when I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was one of the smartest, most well-done movies that I've seen in a decade. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, perfectly executed almost. Storyline was great. Everything was so different. I rewatched half of Parasite, so I can review that next if you want. <laughs> and that's a good movie, too. Yeah, that's okay. Sit on that one, though. Hold no that idea thought. is a bad idea. Uh, so I was really ready for A Quiet Place, too. And if you don't, if you haven't seen either one of them, man, and someone asked me, can I just jump in and see the second one? The answer is no. It's unequivocally. Brett tried. He did. Yeah. For some reason, getting him to watch a movie at home is impossible. So did you tell him at least you filled him in on what the storyline was, or did he just dive in head first and not know? I think we kind of gave it the you'll catch up as we go, and then halfway through the movie of two, I realized he must be so lost. Yeah. And I asked, did you have any idea what was going on? He's like, I sort of figured it out, I think. Okay. So it's about... Um, um, but you really should see one first. Right, right. I mean, the first one opens up and it says like day 42 or whatever it is. Yes. There is some sort of alien invasion on this planet and the aliens are killing people left and right. And how do they find their prey? They find it by sound. These creatures, for all by all accounts, cannot see. Nope. It is all based on hearing they can hear anything and everything and they're wiping out humanity they're wiping out the animal kingdom they're wiping out everything that makes a sound very uncool so it's all about being quiet and trying to hide and not make a sound and it's impossible you know eventually you're gonna run into the the bad guys but the first movie was great john krasinski of course he jim from the office he'll always be jim from the office um i do believe though that of all those guys you know what? You could make the case. I was thinking about this last night in preparation for this segment. Prep work, Danny. It's uh, a job, people. It really is. That sitcom-wise, guys that are just been on sitcoms, that this guy has taken that next step maybe better than anybody that I can remember in the last 30 years. All the successful sitcoms from Seinfeld to Friends uh, to The Office, to, I mean, there's Raymond, there's uh, Roseanne, there's 10 of them that are super crazy successful. This guy 
over the last five years, and a lot of it's based on Jack Ryan, you know, be, be being in the Tom Clancy series. Jack Ryan was out on Amazon. Yeah, it was great yeah. too. Yeah, he's great. And then, especially this, a quiet place and a quiet place too. He's taken his career to a level where he now has become. John Goodman did okay. Yeah, Goodman's done well, but I mean, Krasinski is directing, he's acting, he is at the very top of his game, and it's pretty much. And he did that thing where uh, the 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 good news thing during the pandemic that got sold for hundred million dollars or whatever. Gosh, he is he's a goldmine. He's Jordan Peele. He's signing one of these deals of what he's do you, that guy. Yes, what do you want? So a quiet place too. I have to say the first 10 minutes were so kick-ass, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but it's well known. This was in the trailers. It was it was part of uh, This Is How It Starts. It's kind of a prequel. It takes you back to day one when the aliens actually landed. And have you been involved in a tenser 10, 15 minutes than that scene? It was great. God, Absolutely man. phenomenal. It was so cool. I'm stoked about the backstory. And... I had no idea who the new male lead was going to be, but did you figure out pretty quickly who he was? Very quickly. Okay. I can I tell Danny that at least oh, it's yeah. in the credits. Of course. It's Tommy Shelby. Oh, of course. Tommy Shelby, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy From Cork, is, Ireland. Yes. Is, is he Irish in this? No. No, he is not. He, he is, is not at all. He is pickup truck driving. He's a hard red blooded American. Doo doo has you doo doo. It's he's a dude, dude. He's he's great. Yeah, he is. He's really good. Although I probably grade him on a curve because maybe he sucked in this movie, and I just think that Tommy Shelby can do no wrong. Did he walk in slow motion a lot <laughs> in, in front of Ironworks while Radiohead's playing? Yeah. Right, just crazy guitar solos. What a great! Oh. Shh, we're trying to be quiet. <laughs> he's the lead Radiohead, character. Stop. He's the lead character, and maybe not the best series of all time. Uh, that's a real stretch, but at, at least it has one of the coolest uh, feels. Uh, Peaky Blinders. It just it, it the show just feels cool, and uh, he's Tommy Shelby. So at the end of A Quiet Place one, if you remember, they figured out a way to combat what the aliens are doing, and you know I feel like that I'm not giving. Ty, have you seen it? Have you seen the first one? Did not, bro. Ty, it's really easy, man. It's like ninety minutes, and I think you'd really like it. Mino. I've had it on my list since it came out, oh. and I have not seen oh, it. I feel so bad. Man, you guys, it, I'm telling you right now, it's so good. And I'm not talking about like it's Fletch good or something like that. Fletch? It, well, you know, th this is so unique and it's so well done and it's so well acted and the storyline will just, it'll rip your heart out and you, you think there's no escape from what's going on. Um, but it finds you, after the little prequel, it dumps you right back into the ending. So you, it tells you how you got there, mm -hmm. and then boom, you're right back to the ending of the of the first movie as the family keeps trying to move on and and uh, avoid these creatures. Tell me about Millicent, Millicent Simmons. She's the the deaf girl. Yeah, uh, the little daughter. It, in real life, I know nothing about her. I, I believe she is also deaf in real life. I yes. would, yeah, I would believe that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She she does it very well. Um. But you know, as far you, as oh, Utah's own guys, okay, yeah, so white. She, she's white. white. She's yeah. actually white. Yes, the ticket is learned. Uh, if you're into, because I was really, really into just the concept, because it was a lot like the original was a lot like Jaws almost, where less is more, and it was fear of the unknown. Right, and you would see these creatures, and it was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. 
but they weren't always on screen. Right. There's a lot of them on screen. Lots of creatures in this one. Yeah. And, All right. And and it's it's they're way more. Um, are they fierce? Oh my god, dude! Do they do? They are damage. They do a lot of damage. When uh, when they fight, they usually finish with a with a stoppage, a very quick stop. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it never goes to the judges' scorecards. No, it rarely, rarely does. Um, I thought it was a very, you know, a, again the 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 prequel part of it when they're attacking the town and they're trying to these people are fig trying to be like, what is going on? What is happening here? And there's a guy in the corner of this restaurant saying the Lord's Prayer, knowing that he's getting ready to die. He should have just thought the Lord's Prayer. Well, and you see Krasinski, who kind of had already figured it out, kind of reach over and close the guy's mouth. Just, Bro. You're learning. They, these, they were learning very quickly what these things were all about. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just so... The, 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 I legitimately thought this was a fast-moving movie that kind of ended before I, I thought it was going to end. So I think that's a really good sign that you're not thinking about oh, I agree. taking too long. I agree. And you'll be happy to know that radio is a big player. That in the end, as we media are perceived as to be the bad guys, in the end, we're the good guys. You're saying too much? I'm really not. I'm not saying a word. I'm not um, listening. A- maybe AM radio. But I absolutely... Maybe I root for Krasinski too much because I love him so much and he was... He's worth loving. For my money, the most lovable character off that show. He has a presence to him. I love a his very, wife. A very solid action hero presence. Yeah, he does. He Even does. though he's not playing an action hero here, but uh, the Jack Ryan thing works for him. He, he's he's way better than a goof-off in a, a cubicle area. Did you have the um, uh, the speech from Krasinski before the movie? Did he talk to you beforehand? He did. Yeah. He, did. he thanked me for being here. He did. And I said, you know what, John? Thank you for being here, too. Yeah. What did Pam play? Pam is not in it. So there are rumors that... Stanley was actually in it, though. (laughs) Playing basketball. (laughs) There are rumors that there will be a third, and the door is open. And I, you know, I'm not one of these more sequels or... or, Was it better? uh, You know what? It's absolutely 100% on par with the original. If they can keep doing that... Yeah, I know. Why not? I know, and you can keep this thing going. Uh, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I thought it was, like you said, I wasn't ready to leave yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it was over, you were like, yes! You know, it's 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 a feel-good empowerment movie, and it's good. Yeah, Quiet Place 2 in theaters now. Now, I do want to clean up one thing to save you some emails. Go ahead. Because I think you said it properly. You said in the last 30 years, because instantly I thought... Tom Hanks and George Clooney going from sitcoms to movies, but they are behind the thirty-year wall. They are, they are. They're behind that wall. Okay, and I'm sure I'm leaving out somebody that's that's moved on from sitcom fame to become, you know, this Orson Wellesy type figure where you're directing and acting and producing. The kids will get and, the Orson Welles. Well, yeah, reference. yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> what are you doing? You um, meant Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, there may be a third one. I was looking to see what he's doing next. He reportedly has met with the Marvel people. They want him to be maybe helming one of these, but which is, you know, money talks when it comes to that world. They have all the money. Yeah, they do. But he's not really attached. He was attached to a movie uh, called Life on Mars, I believe, which was going to be another thriller. But there's nothing concrete. I think that the pandemic just kind of set him back a little bit, and he was waiting for this thing to come out and do all the... uh, all the press work for it. But Let's let get me, him on. 
Ah, oh, God, I would love to have him on. I would love to have that guy on. But yeah, A Quiet Place 2, worth the time. You have got to see the first one. And I'm commanding both of you What's in the next on? five days to go see a, to see A Quiet Place, the original Quiet Place. I'll pay for it. And I'll pay for your second date. It won't wake up Melky because it's all quiet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you've seen the first one. Yeah, I have. It's great. I'd love to see it again. I'm sure it's on one of the streamers. Yeah. Uh, So the Danny, you'll be glad to know that it will be on streamers, the second one, in a month. So I think in mid-July, they're going to dump it onto uh, the TV. Are they going to rerun it later? Uh (laughs) But this is a a movie screen movie. You will want to see it in the theater. I get that. Yeah. This is all about the sound, sonic, sights, all that good stuff. The ticket. Okay, so let's start off by saying that in the neighborhood that I am in right now, I've never had any issues with really anybody. And Peter Welpton's here. He is filling in for Danny, who is going through back hell right now. And Peter is in my neighborhood. And, you know, we have funny conversations every now and then about some things that go on. But on the all in all, it's fairly innocuous scene. Very quiet neighborhood. Yeah. It is. I live that close to David Mino. Not a lot going on there. Just your generic neighborhood. Well, when I'm out and about, Mike, and and if you have dogs, as Peter can attest to, one of the best ways to meet your neighbors is by walking your dogs. Otherwise, you don't, you know, you're kind of doing your own thing. You get in your car and you drive around the neighborhood. But if you have dogs and you walk your dogs, which you should, um, you get to meet a lot of people. A good puppy dog brings people together. Yeah, there is no doubt. And so, because we have, you know, two to four dogs at all times, it seems, I'm out there quite a bit, and Peter and I run into each other quite a bit. We can't get within 10 feet of each other because our dogs are barking so loud, but we see each other at the very least. But I'll talk to neighbors every now and then, and one of the neighbors that um, I talk to lives very close to me, and I saw her out working in her yard. This is a couple days ago, and uh, we strike up a conversation about this and that, and her dog runs over to play with my dog, and then she's like, are you know what's going on around here? I'm like, no. And uh, so I'd seen her out the last couple of days working on one particular area of her yard. Mm -hmm. And then she proceeds to tell me there's a reason she's doing that. So every neighborhood, I'm assuming, has some sort of sidewalk scene going for it. Don't know how large sidewalks are in each in particular neighborhood. Ours are about the sidewalks that separate the yards from the street with a curb on it are about four and a half, five feet in width. It has nothing to do with that. And seems like a fairly sizable sidewalk to me. <laughs> Four feet, let's say. Paved in marble. Yes. (laughs) And so she said, she points to one of our neighbors, and she said, you see what she's done? And I look over there, and for the first time, I I noticed this, and this woman lives very close to me, her and her husband, that she had removed these bushes that were right at the precipice, if you will, of being on the sidewalk. They came down, so she has her house, and then the yard goes down, the front yard goes down toward right, the sidewalk. Right. And she had these bushes, these hedges that went all the way down with steps in between the, the hedges. To the sidewalk. To the sidewalk. Okay. And 
I look over there and I'm like, wait, so she took the bushes out right where it met the sidewalk. And she put in this little gate, like this this little, it's nothing more than for um, just um, aesthetically pleasing. It's not like it's functional at all. Like this tiny little gate, cute little gate that you open up when you walk up her steps. But she took the bushes out and put in this little gate. So she still has the hedges that go up, but she took them out right where it met the sidewalk. And then I look over the neighbor I'm talking to, and I notice that she is removing the bushes that meet the sidewalk as well. And I'm like, what's going on here? Someone in the neighborhood is complaining that if you have anything that extends out onto the sidewalk, it is a code violation, a city code violation. Now, I can promise you, no matter where you live right now, you can't get more than five houses down without seeing somebody who has a couple of inches hanging over a sidewalk. Whether it's a, a, a rose bush or hedges or whatever it is. You can't have anything hanging over the sidewalk, no matter how slight. Were you aware of that? No. Were you? Uh, I didn't know it was a law. I knew... You shouldn't. I mean, it's inconvenient for people walking exactly. by. Yeah, yeah. If, exactly. If your trees hanging out. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I never had thought of that as being protocol, but I didn't think there was code on it. So what happened was the lady who put the little gate on there. She ended up. She got a someone from the city showed up to her house. A citation. Knocked, knocked on her door and said, "You need to remove those bushes." Or cut those bushes back. Trim your bush. Trim your bush to where they are level with the the sidewalk. Well, the thing is... That should go without saying anyway. (laughs) They were only hanging over about max six inches. That's it. So we're not talking about... You could walk a stroller. You could walk dogs. You could put a bobsled down there if you wanted to and have it be just fine. Someone was just picking nits. And so she said, okay, fine. I'll I'll, I'll do that. Well, she didn't do it. And she got a ticket from the city. And then, so then she did it. So then my next door neighbor, who I'm talking to, said that same thing. Lady shows up and says, you have received a complaint within your neighborhood. So the city is not out looking for this. This is not what the city does. The city's more concerned with someone leaving a refrigerator out in their front yard. Yeah. They don't care, you know? But if they get complaints about it. If they get complaints about it, yes. And so my next-door neighbor starts, it was like, oh, my God, okay. So she cuts them back to where, all the way back to where there's like an inch of the hedge hanging. And I'm not kidding you. The city came back to her house and said... There's, got, there's more to this story. There's got to be, because I don't think the city cares even that much about it. I completely agree. But they said that we you got another complaint that you didn't go all the way back. And we were going to give you a ticket. And so today I'm out there, and she had just removed all... I mean, there's no... There, there's five feet of space now. Because she was so pissed off. My next my neighbor was. She was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Cutting them all the way back. And now... Does she know who it is that's well, complaining? Well, and that's the thing. I'm like, who is doing this? Because your wife? Yeah, right. Because we know, and you probably do too, everybody on our street, 
And I typically know everybody that's walking down because it's dog-related and we have conversations. I know these people. And I also know that there are very few people who would actually go to the trouble of contacting a city official and making this report multiple times on multiple people. So there's something going on here. Well, I'm like, how? So we're never going to find out. So the, you know, this is case is going to go cold and we're going to see all these people and look at them differently every time they walk down there. <laughs> to which she says, no. There is the Freedom of Information Act that's out there that you can request from the city exactly who was making these complaints. Now, again, I can't believe the city comes out there for stuff like this because, you know, there's a floodplain across the street in our neighborhood that it I've called them a thousand times to come mow it because it's their property that is city owned, which you're very well aware well, of. Yeah, no. And it bugs me all the time because it, it takes them months to come out and mow it. And it looks ridiculous. It's, it's horrible. It'll get two feet high before they come out and do it. Meanwhile, people are calling them a thousand times over and they won't show up. But they show up for this? Yeah, see that's why I think there's something else to this story. What? I don't know. Maybe there's is there somebody in the neighborhood that's that's got a relative that's at the city code enforcement office or I something? I don't know. I don't know. But not only are they responding, they're responding multiple times and they are doing it they're making sure that they're following through and the neighbors are following through or they're getting a $250 ticket. Yeah, this is like an active situation for them now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like if I go walk the dogs now, that's all I look at. I'm looking at everybody in the neighborhood to see how bad, how egregious they're going over the line and, and, um, and you know, throwing their thumb up at the city. Well, now that you mentioned it. it. Yes! Every, I'm telling you, you can't go four houses without seeing someone. And again, it is completely innocuous. It's nothing. There's plenty of room for an entire family of six to walk on the sidewalk together to get past it. It's not like it's pouring out over into the street. Yeah. All right. Are, are they getting tickets? I don't know. I think that it's just if you complain. And then you're like, is this some sort of personal vendetta? It, it has it to be. Sounds like somebody's it. upset. Somebody it got their like it. panties in a twist over they didn't get invited to a block party or something like that, and so they're just filing complaints. It's really weird. We have, you know, we I looked at our yard and we have one by the by our mailbox. Oh, um, Mike, have you seen how opulent his landscaping is? Of course okay. I have. Oh, oh my gosh! This, this, uh, of course I have. Oh, Not, a, a few weeks ago, okay. oh. we had we had a remote up north. And he was gone. He was not around for one reason or another, but I had to go by his house and, and you, pick up his you bag. You just wanted to go roll around naked in all of that foliage, oh, didn't you? God. And Jeeves opened the door for oh. you. And it's so green. Yeah. I had to go over there and pick up the bag, and I'll tell you, I didn't want to go to the remote. It is Everglades yeah. green. I just wanted to wallow around now, on, in it. On thank my you, end of the street, thank which you, is very soils alive. <laughs> I live on the very on the wrong side of the tracks from him and as you just kind of walk down that you way know, you go down the here. hill oh my it, it, gosh it's tough man i mean not everybody he lives 50 there, feet away there, from I, me no, there's there's some, some people I in this world a, that just are not doing as well as others i'm on the man. other side of the tracks yes i understand i understand that see because there are some people in this world that just aren't doing as well as others i know uh-huh. i can't 
We all just kind of wish to live on that side <sighs> right. of the street. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not going How to... How do you sleep at night? Very well, trust me. Thanks, sleep Listen experts. But I'm not going to... Anybody else you need to spit? <laughs> I'm not going to cut mine back, though, because they're... I, I want to see. I wanna you want to see if somebody complains yeah, about Yeah, I do. You. I do. I just want to see... Because it's not... I'm telling you, it's like just barely hey, hanging over there by my mailbox. How about this? I walk by the house and I Is stand, it you? I'll stand out in front of the yard and I'll like look very upset about some of the overgrown foliage and see if another person comes up and starts to yeah, go, like, oh, hey, what's I, going on here? Yeah. And I'm, I'll do some detective work, see yeah. if maybe we can figure out who it is. Or you, you, you round up Matt Birmingham and some of the others and have them stand watch out there 24-7 and just see who's walking by, what they're looking at and everything like that, see if they're making any kind of notes so or whatever. So I'm going to hire Matt Birmingham and Sam Madison yeah. and Sam Hale yeah. to just come hang out at my yeah. house. The three stooges. To stand watch. <laughs> have a beach pull an eight-hour shift. <laughs>